Hey everybody, and welcome to the Wealth Effect Podcast, where we discuss methods, strategies, and tactics to protect and compound your wealth. I'm your host, Matt Fabian, and I'm here to help you create your own wealth effect. Hey everyone, this is Matt Fabian. You're listening to the Wealth Effect Podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 21st. Normally record these on Monday, but I hope everyone had a great President's Day holiday yesterday, a nice day off. Today we're talking about how investors may be feeling a bit of deja vu around the Fed and inflation talks going around right now. For many investors, uh, you know, it's all about inflation and the Fed dominating market headlines on a day-to-day basis. After all, driving the numerous market swings last year were the ever-changing expectations around the Fed, both when investors believed the Fed was doing too little and when they thought the Fed was tightening too much. With markets once again concerned about the direction of the Fed, what do investors need to know about how the story is evolving? Only three weeks ago, at the Fed's latest press conference, Fed Chairman Jay Powell stated that, quote, the disinflationary process has begun, end quote. This is undeniably true across many parts of the economy as inflation has eased. However, recent data raise new questions about how quickly inflation is improving and whether the Fed will need to act more forcefully in the coming months. Not surprisingly, this has spooked the markets. Posted in the show notes is a chart showing core inflation across goods and services. Goods inflation has improved, but services are still a problem. On the chart, you'll be able to see Three breakdowns of inflation, core goods, core services, and core CPI, basically the two taken together, going back all the way to the 1960s. However, currently, core goods is down uh, from its recent peak of over 10% inflation down to about 1.4% year-over-year growth. However, core services inflation is still positive 7.2%. When taken together, core uh, inflation is 5.6%. So the challenge facing markets and the Fed is pretty simple. Textbook economic theory says that inflation results from an overheating economy. So to beat inflation, the Fed may need to slow the economy to a crawl or even cause a recession as it did in the 1980s. While it's unclear whether a recession will occur in 2023, most forecasts suggest that the economy will be flat this year at best. This is the case despite a historically strong job market, with unemployment of only 3.4%. Leaving the Fed stuck between a rock and a hard place of taming inflation and potentially breaking the job market. Economists slice and dice inflation data in many ways to best understand the underlying trends. One common method is to compare overall inflation, also known as headline inflation, to inflation without food and energy prices, which is also known as core inflation, as mentioned previously in the the chart in the show notes. This is not because food and energy are not important to consumers, But it's because these prices are highly volatile, making it difficult to understand 
the trajectory of underlying inflation trends. Recent data show that headline inflation has been decelerating, leading to Powell's disinflationary comment, but core inflation remains stubbornly high. However, another valuable way to break down price trends is to analyze core inflation within consumer goods versus services. Goods are physical, tangible items that consumers buy, including new and used vehicles, apparel, home appliances, uh, computers, and more. Services are everything else, basically you know, rent, transportation services, medical care, professional services, etc. Goods and services are essential to individuals, but different factors can drive the inflation in those categories, which posted in the show notes is another chart on consumer price index components. So breaking down consumer price index and the various components within the CPI uh, on a year over year basis, looking at current inflation rate, the peak over the last year and the trough over the last year for each of the components. Notably, what you'll see on the chart is, you know, on the far left, we've got high inflation still in a lot of these service areas like transportation, um, shelter, etc. Um, a lot of the things that are decelerating happen to be in the goods uh, area of inflation, like used cars, apparel, etc. So, in many ways, this breakdown closely aligns with what consumers have experienced over the last few years. Early in the pandemic, goods prices skyrocketed due to shortages of everything from toilet paper to computer chips. Today, these prices have improved with core goods inflation running at only 1.4% year over year. Used vehicles, for instance, have experienced a price decline of 11.6% over the past year. On the other hand, prices of the core services climbed 7.2% in January compared to the January of 2022, causing economists to worry about the hot labor market. The current tight labor market is leading to increased wages of 4.3% year-over-year for all workers and 5.1% for hourly workers. Higher wages that translate into more spending can reinforce inflationary pressures. Retail sales, for instance, surged in January after slowing late last year. The next chart posted in the show notes is basically what the market is anticipating in terms of uh, what Fed, the Fed interest rate policy will be moving forward. And over the last several weeks, it has changed. The market is now anticipating the Fed to raise rates higher this year, which really has just been in line with how uh, the Fed has been communicating, Fed Chair Powell and all of his press conferences and uh, all of the media interviews as well. Basically, the market is now caught up with the Fed and their forward guidance of interest rate expectations. What you'll see in the chart is that by mid-year this year, around you know, June, July, we will reach a Fed funds rate of around 5.25%. 
and plateau there for the remainder of the year. And only now interest rate declines or rate cuts coming in 2024. A few weeks ago, that was actually being priced in by the fall to, to winter time of this year where the Fed would be doing rate cuts. That is no longer being priced into the market. So the, the market is being uh, is catching up to the Fed's communication and forward guidance. So this takes us back to the Fed's conundrum, you know, mentioned above between inflation and the job market. While in headline inflation is easing, core inflation is still far beyond the Fed's target due to the prices of services and far beyond, I mean, 7% core service inflation, the Fed targets 2%. So it's nearly, you know, three times as high or a little bit more than three times as high. Standard economic theory would suggest that this is primarily driven by a strong labor market, leaving markets concerned that the Fed may have to do more to rein in inflation. For investors, it's crucial to maintain an agile and flexible perspective in this market environment. After all, the stock market has fluctuated wildly over the past year based off of Fed expectations, with swings in both directions as investors evaluate the constant flow of data. Inflation has been challenging to predict accurately, and both sides of the argument have been wrong at one time or another. All the while, the S&P 500 has risen 14% since last October's lows, and the bond market has done better this year as interest rates have begun to stabilize. However, the disinflationary process that Fed Chair Powell highlighted will likely be with us for the foreseeable future and will continue to cause periods of market volatility. So what's the bottom line? Headline inflation has improved since it peaked last June, but core inflation and services in particular remain a challenge. The Fed will need to walk the line between fighting inflation and maintaining economic growth. Thank you everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of the Wealth Effect Podcast. Hope you're all doing well out there and happy wealth generation. Investment advisory services are offered through Fabian Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. Nothing discussed during the show should be viewed as investment advice. Everything discussed is generic, non-specific, non-tailored information. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please reach out to us at info at FabianWM.com or call us at 925 322-2450.